Hey church, Pastor Eric here, and I'm just so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I just pray that this message will stir up your faith, build you up, and just move you closer to the Father's heart. If you want to learn more about us as a church or would like to get further connected, you can visit us at our website at oasischurchchicago.com, download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, and also join us on YouTube for our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays. We hope you find this message to be encouraging and life-giving. Now here's today's message from Pastor JP. Um, first of all, thank you uh, to, to Pastor Nick again for last week. How many of you here were last week when he preached? Come on, thank you so much for that and to our team. Um, we're going to jump into the Word of God here in a moment. and just um, We had some other things planned, but I just told the team we're going to forget about that. We'll do it next week. Um, that's why I'm, sometimes you see me on my phone. We're not just having text conversations. We're just trying to hear God. How many of you know this is God's house? The church is not my house. I'm a, I'm a son of this house. I get to come into his house. This is his house. This is his time. And we just get to be present with him. How many of you are thankful that we serve a God, that we're a part of a family where God desires to be with us? And so I really felt pressed. Man, the worship was so good. Thank you, worship team. I really felt pressed to just pray for people this morning. Can we do this? You're like, but I got the mic. <laughs> we're gonna pray for people. I really feel like declaring those words that we declared on the last song, you know, that he's the risen king, hallelujah. He's, he's taken death, he's, he's, he's brought us into life. Those are, those are powerful truths. You know, when you worship, you're declaring the truth of who God is. And when you worship him, it actually gets your eyes off of yourself. We are a self-centered culture today. Can I say that with a smile? We're all about self, we're all about what we should have, what we need, and really the body of believers is this, you died, in Jesus, right? You died as a coming to Jesus. You were raised to life with him, and so now all you want is him, yes? But those words sometimes are really hard when you're going through some stuff, right? Like how can you say hallelujah when you're like in the midst of a storm? How, how can you declare hallelujah? You are, you are good, God, you are good, oh. Like, like, <laughs> I'll stop there. Like how can you say that when, man, you don't know what I'm facing? Here's the reality. The presence of God is here today to deal with whatever you're facing. If you're facing something right now, if you're in the midst of something, your marriage is in a mess, your kids are wandering, maybe there's a health thing in your body today, the Lord Almighty, the God of the universe, the creator of all this, the one that knit you together wants to work right now. He wants to work right now. So this is gonna be a real quick, bold faith moment. If you need healing, if you need a touch from God, if you need a rest, uh, just peace in your marriage, I want you to stand up right now. Stand up right now. Who cares who's around? Stand up right now in Jesus' name. This is not manipulative. This is not anything. These people are eager for a touch from God. This is, this is, this is an eagerness for God. They're crying out right now. If you are seated in your seats, begin to pray for them right now. Begin to ask. If you don't even know what their situation, it doesn't matter. This, the word says just begin to ask the Holy Spirit to move upon them. In Jesus' name, right now, I ask for what you've done for many, you would do it again. In Jesus' name, I pray right now for a releasing of your presence upon people's bodies, upon marriages, upon homes, 
problems, upon situations, upon job losses, God, upon wayward sons, God, upon, upon places, God, where there are darkness just invading them. I pray in Jesus' name for a restoration and a healing upon every person right now. Father, I ask in your name that your will be done, that your kingdom comes, that you invade every situation right now in this place. Father, you are good. Father, you are great. And Father, you are, you are the one that moves mountains. You are the one that heals those that are sick. So I speak healing in the name of Jesus over bodies right now that, are, that have been bad reports, God. I speak healing, God, where there is sickness and disease invading bodies. Father, you've been a healer forever. You're going to continue to heal, God. Father, we call home sons and daughters that don't know you today, people that we have been praying for, family members, and we ask for the orphans to come home today, the waywards, the prodigals to come home to your heart today. So Holy Spirit, speak to them wherever they're at today. Touch them and minister to them. Watch over them and keep them, we pray. Father, you are an amazing Father. And so we trust you today. We trust you today. You've been faithful and you'll continue to be faithful. So we ask this all in Jesus' mighty name and everybody says, come on, and everybody says, come on, can we give Jesus just a little bit more praise? Amen, amen. If you stood up, please, please, please let us know how we can come alongside you, but God's here, amen? I just want to give a praise report. Can we get... Church, what in the heavens is... When I say, can I give a praise report, we should all lose our minds. Um, we have Jamark and Lindsay back with us today. They've been away for some time. And let me, um, let me give some quick context. Um, I'm stuck with John Mark. He's, he's actually blood. Like I'm, he's my cousin. I love him to death. And Lindsay and I, we'll take Lindsay all day. You're, we're so grateful for you. Uh, but they had, the, they, had their little man, they had their little man Ezra at 32 weeks. And so there's been some, some, some just complications and things happening there. But God's been faithful. He's been in, the, in the, the hospitals. He's not home yet. But today when they walked in, Glory be to God. We've been praying as a family. We've been praying as a family that the feeding tube would come out of him because that's a really good step for him to get home. And what happened today? The feeding tube came out of him today. So come on, can we thank the Lord that that little man's coming home soon. He's gonna be with mom and dad. God is good. God is good. God is good. It's good to celebrate and rejoice in the Lord. Please, 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 it is so good to celebrate and rejoice in the Lord. If you find more pleasure in the meet and greet time than in the worship time or in the prayer time, you're missing it. If you get more excited and more vocal about saying hello to your neighbor than you do about giving him great praise, come on, there's an invitation to go deeper with him today. Amen? I've been away for a week, but I'm back, and it's good to be back. Open up your Bibles to Psalms, to the book of Psalms. 46, the book of Psalm 46, chapter 46. I'm gonna read a different translation today, but I just really want you to mark this and have this. We're gonna talk about the presence of God today. Pastor Nick set us up so well last week that as we are people that are called to be formed and shaped by the truth of Jesus and his presence in and among us, that's the call of this house. If you call Oasis home, that's the call of this house, to be a people that are formed, not just one time, continually formed, Right? It's an active word, continually formed by the truth and the presence of him. 
then we want to be a people that understand and live in and from his presence. Like we have a call as a house to simplify and strengthen what God has placed on this house. This has been a church that's been around now, we're going on six years, and God has called us to do all sorts of stuff over these years, but we really feel like we're coming into a position in a place where God is going to swing wide heaven and pour out his presence to this body. I don't say that because I, I, I'm the pastor, I say that because I really believe he's, he's inviting us to be a place where his presence dwells. There are prophetic words throughout the world right now today. I was just on a call this week with, with some incredible men and women of faith across, across the, 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 the globe. And, and one of the words that continually was resonating is God is looking for a place to dwell. That's it. He's looking for a people that will allow for him to dwell with them. The fan days of being a fanboy or girl for Jesus are done. Well, he's just my Sunday boyfriend. No. Well, he's just my genie in a bottle when I'm in a trial. No. Well, he's just my self-help. No. No, he's the king. And he's the Lord. And he's looking for people that are desiring above anything else to dwell with him and to invite him to dwell with us. And so as this church goes, we're going after his presence at a greater measure. That's what we're going to be teaching on. That's what we're going to be focusing in on. Is that all right? That's what we're leaning into. So if you didn't hear Pastor Nick's word, go back and listen to it, prioritizing the presence of God. It matters to us. The presence of God is a distinction marker that he is with us. Right, all throughout the Old Testament, it was the presence of God that made the people of Israel distinct among every other nation. It was the Ark of the Covenant with them. It was the presence. It was the cloud. It was the fire. It was all things that said something, right? They, they would say some God is with them, and it was Yahweh, the God above all gods, the one who says, I am. The presence of God is a distinction that God is with us. And he is a God that desperately wants to pour out his presence on his children and give it to us. Anybody thankful for that? And so uh, the presence is this, just to kind of give a working definition so you, you can kind of keep going with us in this. It's, it's the tangible manifest presence of God. Like, it's, it's not just some far-out concept, some philosophical thing that you have to sit in a classroom and try to put the numbers to. Like, like I got saved at 22, and I, and I came into a position, like, moments after and understood, this is something different now. I didn't have to have some formula. I didn't have to have some prayer. I just felt, like, when you're dead and you come to life, you feel different, yes? Like, when you know that you were dead and you come to life, you're, you're so different. Like, this is like, oh, this is what this is. It's actually the tangible presence, the personhood of Jesus being with me, being with us, knowing and feeling and experiencing him talk. Knowing and experiencing him holding you. That's not some theological concept that we just say because it's cool. It's the truth of God, that he actually wants to walk with his people by his presence in the Holy Spirit. He wants to dwell and speak to his people. So it's his presence in and among us. And so today I just, I wanna talk about stillness in his presence. Can we do this today? I'm gonna be still today up here. I'm gonna stand right here to just give a point to stillness in his presence. Are you ready? Let's get to scripture, Psalm 46. I'm gonna read a different translations, but follow along in your Bibles, they're up on the screen. I think we're gonna have it. And as I read this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read a couple verses at a time and then take a moment for you guys to just receive from the Spirit. Because if I say God's speaking in his presence, then I need to stop talking sometimes because he has a lot more to say, amen? So whatever posture you wanna take right now, just, just hear these words. Oh, the presence of God is here. 
God, you're such a safe and powerful place to find refuge. You're a proven help in times of trouble. More than enough and always available whenever I need you. So we will never fear even if every structure of support were to crumble away. We will not fear even when the earth quakes and shakes, moving mountains and casting them into the sea. For the raging roar of stormy winds and crashing waves cannot erode our faith in you. In this translation, it says, pause in his presence. He continues in verse four, he said, God has a constantly flowing river whose sparkling streams bring joy, bring joy and delight to his people. His river flows right through the city of God most high. What that is speaking of, I wanna give a quick context. David, who is known to, to be this writer of this, is writing of Jerusalem, the city of God. Today, where, who are the, who, what is the city of God? Us. The body of Christ. You with me? So he's saying the river flows right through the city of God most high into his holy dwelling place. Who are the holy dwelling places? Every hand put up. Put it up. You are the temple of the whole. Yes? God is in the midst of his city, secure and never shaken. At daybreak, his help will be seen with the appearing of the dawn. When the nations are in an uproar with their tottering kingdoms, God simply raises his voice and the earth begins to disintegrate before him. Here he comes, the commander, the mighty Lord of angels' armies is on our side. The God of Jacob fights for us. Pause in his presence. This is it, verses eight through 11. Everyone look. Come and see the breathtaking wonders of our God. For he brings both ruin and revival. He's the one who makes conflicts end throughout the earth, breaking and burning every weapon of war. I love this. Surrender your anxiety. Let me say that again. Surrender your anxiety. Surrender your anxiety. Lay your anxiety down. Surrender your anxiety. Be still. Be still and realize that I am God. I am God above all nations and I am exalted throughout the whole earth. Here he stands. The commander, the mighty Lord of angels' armies is on our side. The God of Jacob fights for us. Pray with me real quick. Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, thank you. Thank you that your presence, God, is here with us right now. Help us to be marked today. Mark us today, we pray. Mark us today, we pray. We want to be marked as people that live in and from your presence. Mark this house today. Mark it here, we ask. Transform and change us. Let us, help us, Holy Spirit, to be a people that long for you, to meet with you, to be with you. Thank you for your promise that you are with us. 
So continue to speak and move and have your way. We love you. And we ask this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, come on, and everyone said, amen. What a powerful few verses of scripture. I'm, I'm encouraging you guys to go home and read that throughout this week, whatever translation you find appropriate. But I read that over the last couple weeks as I've been sitting and praying and just asking the Lord to speak to this house, to speak to me, to help us to become a people that, that live from his presence. And one of the things that, that God revealed to me and is gonna continue to reveal to us is that a people that live from his presence are a people that are marked by him and being marked by him, we become a people that live peace-filled lives. One of the greatest markers and indication of a person that lives in the presence of God is that their lives, their heart, are peace-filled. Now hear me when I say this, that does not negate or say that bad things won't happen to you. That does not say that trials won't come. That does not say that your life will be utopia and there'll be rainbows and butterflies and all that stuff. That's not the, life is life, hello? Life is going to happen. But one of the markers of a believer of Jesus Christ, one that actually lives in his presence, is marked by him, is that we actually receive peace. Peace. It's, he is peace, right? He's a prince of peace and so, People that, that, that live and, and desire to be with him, walk out of times of having intimacy with him, live lives in their workspace full of peace. Now, now I'm, a, I'm a restless guy. You can notice as I walk among the stage. I was preaching last week on a stage that was probably three times the size of this, and the poor camera guys were just like, oh my goodness. By nature, I'm not a restful guy. I, 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 I like to do things, I like to be active, I like to be cleaning the dishes when there's dishes, I like to vacuum when there needs to be vacuuming, I like to put things away when things need to be put away. I'm just, that's my makeup. That doesn't take away though that I am a person that needs to understand and learn how to be still with God. See, I can be active and do things. You can be active. I'm not calling us today to be people that just sit down and be like, the pastor told me to be still. No, like go to your job, work hard, show up to school, do your projects, don't hear it, don't get it twisted today, right? But being a person that even in the midst of being active and going and doing all sorts of things, I can be a person of complete peace inside of my soul and mind and heart because that's what I get in his presence. The presence of God is a beautiful gift to us. It is an indication that God is with us. It's an indication that we have been adopted. See, see, see. when you came to Jesus, it, it, I was just reading today that, that it, it, we, we didn't just become some like, like ordinary person. We received an inheritance. We became a son and daughter of the king. Right? So, so what happened in the moment that I said yes to Jesus, where Jesus changed my life, is that I became now an adopted son. I'm no longer an orphan kid. Right? The orphan spirit tries to creep its head back into my life oftentimes. Anybody else? There are many times where I feel like I'm an orphan, that he's abandoned me, he's left me. But when I get into his presence, I actually get reminded that I'm not an orphan, that I'm a son. See, orphans don't desire anything else. Like, orphans, forgive me, desire to be satisfied by a whole bunch of other stuff because they don't believe that the presence of God will actually satisfy. So when I'm properly functioning as a son, I believe presence is all I need. 
I believe presence of God, engaging with God, living with God, talking with God, praying to God, reading the scriptures, engaging in worship, that's all I need. Orphans cry out for more. Church, can I encourage you? You've been adopted. You don't need to operate in the orphanage. As much as it rears its head, you can say, no. Stop it. Stop it. I'm a son or a daughter for, like, like I'm a, I a child of God. I am not an orphan. So as a son of God, I have the ability, all access pass into his presence. Listen to me. You don't have to be a pastor or stand up on stage to get the access that I have. We all get it. It's all available. Is this true? It's all available to every single one of us. And when you get into that mode, when you understand that, when the transformation of that happens, there is nothing else. For some faith to be like, man, 10 minutes with God is not cutting it for some. This is a lifestyle. This is a life. Living in his presence as a son, as an adopted son. So he's calling us. Quiet church, this is the presence of God. Do not get people that live in the presence of God. Get stillness and peace surrounding them. Oh, I love God. This is radical, if you think about it. In a day and age where we go, we run, anxiety's all at a high time, like all-time high, the worries of life are at an all-time high, or is, is it just me, because I have two kids? <laughs> anxiety's, <laughs> and I said, son, do you hear that? And he's like, huh? I'm like, son, of God. <laughs> he's like, where, where? I was like, right here, son. <laughs> where, here, right here, do you hear that? It's the peace of God. This is radical for me to stand up here and say that as believers of Jesus Christ, we don't have to get rattled. As the people of God, we don't have to fall down when fear comes knocking at our doorstep. As the people of God, we don't have to shrink back when the bad report comes or when a difficult situation faces us or when our marriage feels like we're not communicating, we're not on the right page, when we feel like we don't want, know what to do as a parent, when we feel like we don't know what to do in our job. We don't have to be a people that lose our minds. If we are a people that are connected to the presence of God every single day, then we're gonna learn how to be a people of, that live in the peace of God. Is this okay this morning? But like, this is, this is not complicated. But who gets in the way of that? Me. I get in the way of interacting with the presence of God. I avoid it. I maybe don't want it because I have some other priority, some engagement, something to do. Oh, I just have this stuff to do? No. I want to be a person, and God wants us to be a people that literally live from his presence. So you know what? If his presence isn't here and it's not time, then I'm not going to get up here and preach. If his presence hasn't released me from the moment I'm sitting in, then I'm not going to go to the next meeting. Hear me? It's radical. If I wake up and my heart is stirred and all crazy and I feel all sorts of pressure, then I'm going to sit with him. Because I want to be a people. He's looking for a people, right? Is this okay? Y'all looking at me like I got 10 heads this morning. To be a people that live connected to him and that walk this thing out and be a people of peace. We can be a people of peace. 
We can be a people that walk in the presence of God in his stillness, right? Oh, there's a, there's an, what are we saying, a recession coming? Who cares? Can I say that this morning? You're like, how dare you? You don't know my bank account. You don't know mine. <laughs> Pastors ever said that before? You don't know my story. You don't know mine. Recession? Ah! Sell the stocks, sell the Bitcoin, sell it all. I need money. No, I don't. I, I know my dad. And he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. What the mess am I freaking out for? Church, wake up. There's another outbreak of something. Sorry, I'm sorry. Like, like not sorry. This life is just a fleeting moment. Like, like I'm, I'm just, I just got right now. The next moment I take a breath, I could fall on the stage if I do just have a really good funeral and joys. Like, the presence of God doesn't make me lose my mind and go like, all these things are happening. I don't know what to do. He doesn't know what he's doing. No, he knows exactly what he's doing. And he knows exactly how to handle stuff. And he knows exactly how to speak to us. It's our invitation to enter into his presence. Come on, church. Like, this is no longer just living lives on a Sunday morning service. This is going, man, it's not negating bad things. It's not negating hardships. I was just, I was just with a family this week on Monday. They lost their son. Like, like moment. It's hard stuff. It's real life. It's pain. But can I tell you something? We stood together for a moment and we just asked for the peace of God which transcends all understanding. What that means is I have to give up the right to understand. Stop trying to calculate it. Stop trying to figure it out. Stop trying to like make the numbers work. Man, if God's calling you to give up your bank account to the house of God, do it because you'll be more blessed when you give than when you receive. It might not make sense. But the people of God know I know his presence. And in his presence, there's the fullness of joy. In his presence, there's peace that surpasses all understanding. We sat in that moment with that family together. And I said, Holy Spirit, peace. And they said, literally, they said, it was, like, it was just like an embrace. It was like the embrace of God, because the presence of God will hold you. The presence of God will lift you up. Is, are, are you okay this morning? Like the presence of God is the thing we need more than any. Thing else. It's actually the thing that we should be desiring more than anything else. I need the presence. And so the scripture verse talks a little bit about the things that happen in the presence of God. I've shared a little bit, but can we just jump into a couple things here and then we're going to pray. The first is this, a life lived in the presence of God brings us into the refuge of God. I've learned more than ever, I can't do this life without God. Thanks for the deep theological thought, Pastor. There you go. But somehow, on a basis at times, I think I can do this life apart from God. That I can calm the storms, that I can bring the solutions, that I can make the answers, that I can bring peace to my home, that I can bring, I can, listen, I can be a dad, I can be a husband, I can do all, I'm called to do all that. I can do what's in my means and in my abilities. But at the end of the day, I've realized something, and I've not been doing this long, 
that he is the only one that can be my refuge. That's who he is. That's it. That it's the God that is, a, that is one that is referenced time and time again, that he is the refuge, that in his presence, I get to sit under the great almighty God and for him to be the one that is going to fight my battles. If you are fighting with other people because you're trying to prove yourself right, get to the presence of God. Rachel said, when I raise my eyebrows, it's like I'm talking to Titus. <laughs> but I'm talking to this family. If you're trying to get right, and you're trying to make things right, you're trying to do things on your own, you're trying to do it, it will not work. It will not work. Let my life be a testimony to it time and time again. It will not work. But scripture says that God is the one that comes in our times of trouble. That he is our refuge in times of trouble. Scripture is not gonna return void. Hello, it hasn't, and it will not start with me and will not start with anybody thankful for that. That scripture will not return void. He is the one that is a refuge. So when I need him, I just say, God, I need you. You're my refuge. You're my help in times of trouble. You're the one that is gonna cover me. No amount of accolades, no amount of talent, no amount of Instagram followers, no amount of, no amount of clout, no amount of anything will give, you, give me refuge like you can. It's all sinking, everything else, it's all sinking sand. Like, I need your refuge, God. Like, what would happen if the people of God got into his presence and understood that he is our refuge? Do you think the world would see a people of peace? Do you think the world would see a people of peace? When you live in his presence, you understand he is your refuge. And when he is your refuge, what do you have to fear? Death? I'm going to heaven. Bye. My daughter's words now, the only word she says is bye. Bye. I said, you can keep saying boy, bye all day long for the next 25 years of your life. Boy, bye. Boy, bye. She's like, bye. I'm like, you say that forever and ever. I'm going to record that. And when guys come up to you, just play that. Boy, bye. I'm like, it's a tangent. Sorry. It's quite funny. Where was I going? Yeah, I'm going to heaven. The Lord's people, those that are connected, are happy and secure. If you don't have happiness, if you don't feel secure, then maybe you're avoiding the presence of God. It sounds harsh. It's not harsh. It's an invitation. It's not harsh. It's an invitation today. If you're not happy, if you don't feel secure, if you don't feel strong, you might not be living in the presence of God. Because the people that are connected to him have full trust and confidence in God. Right? Charles Spurgeon says this, you know, a great man of faith. He says this, soldiers of the cross, those that have said yes to the cross of Jesus Christ, remember this, and count yourselves safe and make yourselves strong in the Lord. So what's he saying? He's saying, hey, if God is the God of refuge and of help in times of trouble, then make yourself strong in the Lord. Go to God. Allow for him to strengthen and fortify your spirit. Allow for him to strengthen and fortify your identity. 
Allow for him to strengthen and fortify your mind. Allow him to strengthen and be the refuge against the things that are coming against you. Don't try to fight it. Get to his presence. You need a breakthrough for, for in your life? Get to his presence and say, God, I'm just trusting you to be the protector, the provider, the refuge, the help in times of trouble. I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know how this is going to pan out, but I know I'm safe and secure in you. Nothing's going to take my identity. Nothing's going to take my position from you, so I'm going to chill out. I'm going to chill, and I'm going to allow for your peace to wash over me. Anybody, what, this is good. But the presence of God, he's an ever-present help. He just wasn't there with the, when, when he needed the, the, the sea split. He wasn't there when David stood before a giant only. He is an ever-present help. When? Right now. Everyone say right now. <laughs> he's an ever-present help right now. An ever-present present refuge now pastor just come on up just yourself if you can we're gonna we're gonna worship this is so good he he is a god that wants to be our refuge your life listen 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 if you come into our home today it's crazy land there's toys flying everywhere there's all sorts of Moments happening, emotional moments in Jesus' name. A lot of times for me, oftentimes for me, not the kids, me. I'm like, what is happening? That is not an indication of stillness. I don't judge or tell, I tell couples this often in marriage. I say, don't judge your marriage off the highs and lows. Judge it off the fruit. Don't judge your marriage and make an assumption. Right? Hear me. So, so I can't say like, oh, I don't have the presence because life just seems crazy. Well, my, our lives are full today. They're just going to get fuller and fuller and fuller. That does not mean when, when so-and-so, I won't say his name, Titus, loses his mind that there's not stillness and peace and in, in that God's not our refuge. Are you with me? Because sometimes we, negate, we equate that like if there's chaos happening in our lives and God's not with us. That's not true. It's understanding that you can sit in the boat in the midst of the storm. Hello? So don't, don't, don't hear me like, like, whoa, I just need to be in, at, at peace all day long. Nothing can touch my bubble. No, he's your refuge. He's your refuge. Is it, you good? Learning how to live in the stillness of his presence brings you into a position of a steadiness of heart. More than ever, we need steadiness of heart. A refuge heart living in the presence of God doesn't give up the faith in Jesus and his words. Notice what the scripture says in verse three. For the raging roar of stormy winds and crashing waves cannot erode our faith in you. When you live from his presence, when you sit in his presence, when you understand that he's your refuge, nothing will be able to take the words of God from your life. Okay, second thing is this. Living connected to his presence brings you into constant nourishment. When I pray often, people say, why do you pray that prayer? That he strengthens the bones, that he lifts the heads of the weary, that he gives life to those that need it. It's because that is who he is. His presence actually is the greatest nourishment for our bodies. When we fast coming up, the reason why we fast is because we give up physical substance that nourishes our bodies and we actually tap into a supernatural nourishment at a higher level, at a bigger way than what we normally do in our day-to-day -day lives. Hello? That's why fasting shouldn't just be when we call for it seven days. It should be a practice that you do throughout your days and throughout your weeks. 
because it's understanding that I actually don't need physical food. I don't need physical substance, not because I wanna look good. If you're gonna fast because it's like, oh, I got a vacation coming up, this worked out perfect, pastor. Like, you're missing it. We do have a vacation coming up, so it's good, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kidding. But if it's going, hey, I, wanna, I, I need that more than I need this, an orphan goes, I need food. A son goes, I need you. Because when I get you, I get nourishment. When I get you, I drink from the living water of God's holy presence, right? John 7, like he says, hey, if any of you are thirsty, any of you are hungry, come to me and I will satisfy you and give you all you need. You are weary today? Go walk with him. You're hungry today? Tell him that you want him. You're confused today? Say, no, 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 God, I'm going to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. So when I renew my mind in you, you give me actually kingdom thoughts so that I don't have to be rule and reign over, with the, over by anxiety, depression, fear. No, no, no. I actually receive the words of God. Nourishment. We need to be a people that understand that the presence of God brings deep nourishment. I, I've had more. That's a bad way to say it. It's bad English. I've had greater meals in the presence of God than I've ever had at a table. Facts. I've had some good meals, y'all. I've been invited to some places. I'm like, I don't know how I got here, but I'm here. This is cool. Where's, where's the forks? They're like, we're gonna chill. I'm like, oh, this is good. This is a spread. <laughs> I've had more nourishment and strengthening and good meals in the presence of God than I've ever had at a table. Hear me. The same can be for you, right? It says that there's an ever-flowing river, a constantly flowing river whose sparkling streams bring joy and delight to his people. The rivers of living water, God's holy presence nourishes people's bodies, nourishes minds, nourishes families. You know what brings the greatest nourishment to my family? I'm almost done. Is that when I gather my family in our home on Fridays, or throughout the week, but mostly Fridays, that's our, that's our time off. We shut off and, and um, I just say, ready? We're gonna pray for the nourishment of God's presence. Grab hands and we just, we just say, God, meet us here. There's more joy, there's more peace. The chaos quiets for just a few moments. We get nourishment in his presence together. So much so that Rach had a, a little ear infection, forget the personal story, a couple weeks back where she was here on a Sunday and it was actually so bad she had to like step out. She, she went to the, um, a, uh, I forget, immediate care right afterwards. And so I was there, I came back after service and some meetings and she was there and I was like, how you feeling? She's like, oh, it's, it's killing me. And so I said, Titus, come here. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I said, son, do you love Jesus? Yeah. I don't even know if it's clicking yet, but I'm here for it, Jesus. I was like, put your hands on mommy's ear. Put his hands on mommy's ear. And he said, I said, pray this. He, said, he repeated, Jesus, touch your ear. Jesus, touch your ear. Help mommy's ear to feel better. In Jesus' name. And Rachel said, this is not a joke. If she's in, she's up with the babies right now. She said, literally fire was burning in her ears. The nourishment of God in his presence changes stuff. Changes stuff. This isn't a gimmick. This is who we were created by. 
him and he wants to nourish our bodies. You're weary, get to the presence. You're confused, get to the presence. You're on the brink of giving up, get to the presence. Let his fire minister to your body. Let his living water flow into your body and bring health and nourishment. This is good, church. The nourishment of God, it's not glamorous. The nourishment of God is not some good worship service or some good cheer. Oh, the presence of God was there. Yes, but you know where I love the presence of God more? When I'm in his presence alone with him and I drink from him. We get to come to this place because all of us should have been drinking all week. And I'm not talking that kind of drinking. I'm talking drinking from his presence. And when we come into a room like this, it's not like now I need to get filled up. You should have already been filled up. You had four and a half, maybe five hours to be with him before you showed up here. You should have already drank from the living water. That was, a, that was a rebuke and, and just preaching all in one. There you go. Brings you into constant nourishment. Okay. Because when you encounter God daily, it builds deposits in you. It builds deposits in you. It builds nourishment. There are times in my life, if I can look back, I'm like, why are you speaking this stuff to me? Why are you nourishing me this way? Why am I eating this food right now from you? Why, why, why? Because if you fast forward maybe a couple months later, I'm like, oh, I know exactly why. You were building something in me. You were nourishing me. You were strengthening me for what's ahead. Amen? Finally this. The presence of God brings you into a position of release. I love God that he doesn't leave us where we're at. He doesn't leave me where I should be. He takes me, and he re removes things from me, and he molds me, and he releases me from things. See, that scripture verse, oftentimes I've heard it said that I just need to be still in the presence of God. And recently someone said to me, well, why do you go on walks? I say, because it's nice and it's enjoyable, and I get out of the chaos for a few moments, I go like, there's not some formula where you have to just sit in a closet, right? There's moments for that. There's times for that. Hear me. I do it in the morning. I sit by myself. But, like, the presence of God isn't just saying sit still and don't move. This passage right here is profoundly impactful to understand how good our God is. That in the original text, what it says, be still and know that I am God, that what the writers were saying and declaring is that God's speaking to the chaos, that word still is actually God saying, chaos, be still. Torment, be still. Distorted mind, be still. It's not saying I need to be still for God to move. It's saying God, when in his presence, starts to speak to the things in our lives that need to be stilled. You see the reverse here. It's oftentimes like, I was just still with God and I didn't get anything. Maybe you were engaging in a whole different, that's not it. It's going, God, I'm in your presence. Now you speak to the stuff in my life that needs to be stilled because that's what you're in the business of doing. God, I'm here in your presence. I'm ready for you to speak release off of whatever it is. If it's mistaken identity, take it off. If it's fear, take it off. If it's uncertainty, take it off. If it's doubt, take it off. If it's not having a heart that's full of you, Release me, God. When God says, be still and know that I am God, he is saying, let me speak to the stuff in your life that you can't fix and know that I'm God. And know that I'm God. And know that I'm God. I have not abandoned you. I have not left you. I have not forsaken you. I haven't given, I don't care what your feelings might feel like. I don't care what's going on around you. He is God. He has not left you. 
He has not abandoned you. He has not forsaken you. Some of you are sitting here today going, this isn't happening. This is all just jargon. This doesn't make sense. I'm telling you, go from this place and get with the presence of God and watch as he moves in your life. Watch as he can transform your life. Watch as he speaks to the stuff going on in your life. But you have to get to his presence. It's an invitation. You don't know what to do? Set aside 15, 20 minutes. And say, God, I really don't know what to do. I really don't know how to engage here, but I'm here. And begin to just thank him. You know, thanksgiving is the way in. Adoration is the way in. And watch as he puts a covering of refuge over you. As he nourishes you. And as he releases you from the things that are holding you. Amen? This is what his presence does. It's simple. That in the presence of God, you forgive. Do we need to hear that again? Where there's bitterness and envy, hatred, discourse, jealousy, in the presence of God, you get released of that. You want others to win more than you. I make a joke, I always tell the guys, I'm like, I'm just serving you into greatness. And we laugh, and it's like, no, I'm serious. I want others to be better farther, way farther along than I ever will be. I said we were playing a, forgive me the stories, it's just God's here. I, we were playing a, a, a chipping, you know what the chipping is in golf? This weekend, and my son can actually swing a golf club really well. Like, and so me and a couple of the guys were playing against him. My son beat me. I retired, I've sold all my clubs, I've sold every piece of gear. He beat me, it's like literally scored more than me. And I said, and, and you know, some guys would be like, how dare you, I'm gonna prove my son. I'm like, no, I want my son to be better than me. I want my son to go further than I ever will go. When you're in the presence of God, you, you want to see others go farther. When you're in the presence of God, you learn how to speak kindly to one another. When you're in the presence of God, you don't get sucked into drama. Anybody need to hear that? All right, I'm done. The grace is done. Presence of God brings stillness to your life. Let's be a people that engage and connect to the presence of God. You prioritize Him, He will lift you up.